one, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Because nobody admits anything they've done! Hello, boils, ghouls, and non-binary creatures of the darkness. We are back with another episode of The Scurrying Queens. I am Cece. And I am Jess. What's up? Hey. Hey, guess what? What? We can officially say that Halloween Horror Night starts next week, Cece. Jesus. Can you fucking believe it? It's wild. That is crazy. We're 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 doing it, guys. Come on, keep going. Everyone keep getting vaccinated. Come on. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's how we want to start this on a positive. (laughs) Absolutely. And our team member friends get to go on Tuesday. Oh my god, they're like next Tuesday. They're in single digits now. Right? It's crazy. I am so jealous of all of you guys. Me too. (laughs) I'll be watching Twitter. Please don't spoil it, but please tell me how good things are. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Cece, how are you doing, though? I'm good. Um, you know, being busy. And uh, hopefully the busyness, like, goes so quickly that HHN's here and I'm, like, ready for it. I think it You will. know what I mean? I yeah. really – I'm feeling – because I feel like every every Sunday I look at uh, Eugene and I go, wait, is it Sunday again? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? We had a whole yeah. week and here we are. I know. We're already recording it's- again. <laughs> It's like so long, but so, so it's weird. It's like, yes. yeah. You the know days I mean. feel long, but the week feels short. Exactly. Yes. There we go. We're going to put that on a shirt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have anything before we get into the news? Um, Just news, I think. Oh, wait. Can I say this now before we forget? I just want to get it out of the way because we Ooh, always forget. What is it? If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts and you guys are enjoying the show, if you would not mind. Can you just leave us a five-star review? Or if you don't love us, I mean, you could tell us. We'll listen. Constructive <laughs> criticism is great. But yeah, if you're listening on Apple, if you could just leave us a five-star, it helps us out and it uh, pushes us up higher. When people search horror in HHN, it just helps us out. If you like it, let us know. Okay, now into the news. <laughs> yes, thank you for saying that. It's been a while since I think we've mentioned it. So Yeah, and not that like it matters. It just helps out if people are looking for an HHN podcast. And, you know, there's not a lot of ladies in the community. So we want – if any ladies are looking for HHN shit, we want them to find us. Anybody, really. But Yeah, of course. We, we know we know that the, there are lacking in voices. So. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, we would absolutely love that and appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, – We've got some fun stuff coming up here. So I, I'm going to just go with mine since, you know, we're doing an HHN episode. I'll let For you sure. follow. Um, so we've got some fun things. So I'm going to start with the fact that uh, it is Sunday the 22nd and Candyman is coming this weekend to theaters. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Um, Nia Costa's Candyman and Jordan Peele's executive producer. Uh, it looks amazing, and mm-hmm. we've been waiting extra long for this one because it was supposed to come out last year. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to start with that. Hopefully, uh, we can all go see it this weekend and get yeah. you know everybody's thoughts on it. Tweet at us if you. I'm so excited. Would like, and uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, and then I found something interesting today, which I'm actually intrigued by, and you actually might like this too. So. Apparently, R.L. Stein. Uh, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't have to say anything else. I'm listening. 
<laughs> he did. Apparently, he did a series that is a Boom Studios comic that I did not know about. Stop it. Wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, feel like, I feel like Wade showed me this. And I'm what? going more into this because the comic is now being adapted to a show. I really feel like Wade told me this. and I just He probably that. did. Yeah. It's called Just Beyond. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I got very excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did just heard about this today. So apparently, okay, so it's taking from the comic series. Uh, it's written by Seth Graham Smith or created by Seth Graham Smith. It's going to be an American horror comedy anthology series. Oh, my God. Those are all of the words that turn me on. Same. In a sentence. Right. And it's going to be, <laughs> it's like a gateway horror. So it's going to actually be debuting Stop on it. Disney Plus. Stop it, Cece. I'm Are serious. you fucking kidding me? Disney Plus is doing a gateway horror comedy anthology series. Did I yep. just get that correct? Did, this is correct. Did I just say that sentence? <laughs> yes. This, I'm sorry. This is a genuine reaction. I didn't realize it was Disney doing it. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, okay, I'm definitely covering this. Like, okay, I'm like, excited. I love that because, I mean, Arl Stein, Goosebumps, obviously. Like, that was mm-hmm. like, I mean, Beetlejuice, that. Um, and, like, the Disney, like, spooky decoms were my gateway when I was a kid. Like, Right. So I exactly. love that we're giving, like, this younger generation. I mean, and maybe, I mean, family. So your whole family. I'm going to fucking watch this. Yeah. And I wanted to give just a quick synopsis oh, on Oh, please. It. I'm sorry. I got very excited. <laughs> oh, you're good. So... Just a little bit from the comic. I actually took this from the comic because there wasn't a lot for the show yet. Um, But it says, middle school feels like the worst place imaginable. (laughs) But for... (laughs) Hold on. You're going to like this next part. But for Jess... Oh, my God. Stop (laughs) it. I finally get a horror character besides Black Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Jess, Josh, and Marco. uh, Their school may actually be the worst place in the world or any other. Uh, after a chance encounter with a deadly creature stalking the school halls, these three unsuspecting students are whisked away to a t- to excuse me to a horrifying realm beyond the school boiler room, where they must unravel a terrifying mystery. Uh, can they save the kids they find there and escape themselves, or will they be forever trapped just beyond? So, wow. oh wow. my God, yes, wow. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> McKenna Grace is starring in it, and she's actually the uh, girl who's going to be in uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So the main girl. Oh, my goodness. young girl. Yeah, she's going to be in it, too. So this is just cool. I'm excited. Maybe this will get some younger viewers into horror. Yes, I love that. Oh, my God. Me, too. See, and okay, I I feel like I might have talked about this before. Maybe this was on Squad or something, but like... I am unapologetically a Descendants fan. Like, as a grown adult woman, I love those fucking movies. I am too old to know what those are. I'm going to say it right now. (laughs) But, like, if we approach this kind of, not that way, like a Kenny Ortega movie, but, like, (laughs) if we approach it in that kind of way of, like, it's kind of, like, cool, so, like, older people are into it as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'll really, like, play well. And Disney, Disney can do that. Oh, they, for sure. All those decoms, like Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, I mean, Halloween Town, all f- four of them. Um, or were there five of them? There were four. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, Phantom of the Megaplex, Under Wraps, Can of Worms, all of those are very much, like, they're scary to kids. Uh, Don't Look Under the Bed was terrifying. Oh, my God, yes. So One I'm. My favorites. Hmm. Okay, Disney. <sighs> yeah, I see you. I mean, and then, like, like also, like, look what they do with Marvel and with Star Wars right. now. And it's just, like, it, this could be really great. Ooh. I'm excited. And Marvel has like Marvel zombies and all that shit. So mm-hmm. there's a dark side of Disney. Exactly. They can do it. Yeah. 
I'm excited for it. Um, and then just the last and final thing, we got some uh, images from season three for Creepshow. Um, so if you want to check bloodydisgusting.com, as always, um, you can check there. There's a couple of images. We are getting uh, two two actors who I really enjoy uh, coming to the season three uh, of of Creepshow. Excuse me. Uh, Michael Rooker, a.k.a. Yondu, a.k.a. Uh, oh. Merle from Walking Dead. Yeah, he's going to be in it this season and ethan embry he's a lesser known name just because he was bigger in the 90s he was in can't hardly wait he was in um oh my god empire records um so he's going to be back too for for season three so i'm excited personally i actually still have to catch up on season two i never even watched it did you i don't believe didn't you watch a couple i think i watched like two episodes (laughs) yeah i gotta get back into it yeah i'm excited to see there's a season three coming i'm glad it's doing well yeah I love creep show, so oh, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, so maybe that's we'll, all I have. <laughs> maybe we'll get a house or something in 2022. Oh, please, maybe like a like a trilogy house. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I don't have a, like a shit ton of horror nights news. Like we've had the full drop now. Um, mm-hmm. I will say I'll kind of talk about it as I go through. I was in the park yesterday for the first time since moving back. Uh, I went with my sister. We filmed our first YouTube video for the Scream Queens YouTube channel. Woo. So uh, that channel is coming, I guess, this week once that video is edited. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of wild to say. So look out for that. Um, maybe I'll. Yeah. You know what? I will say it now. I will have that out by the time this episode is out. I got three days. Uh, so I will okay. link it in this uh, episode show notes below. We will at least have the channel linked. Um, and it's a construction update video for the scare zone. So it, it's short, sweet. My sister helped me a little bit. Uh, she was like my Vanna White for things. Um <laughs> So, yeah, and then Cece and I will be in the parks uh, next week mm-hmm. for the tribute store opening, and that will be our second video. So, oh my God, I'm so excited. I, I can't even imagine how much money I'm going to drop. Oh my God, I, I no. Or want to, at least. No. That's why I'm holding off right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> like... can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm poor. I brought, or what did I buy? I bought the, I bought the snakehead tea yesterday. I couldn't, I couldn't. It's Beetlejuice. Yeah, you got to have everything. I know. <laughs> I feel like I need to have all of it. It's I have such a problem. I also got the Icon socks. Oh, my the, God. The buttons. And I got the, the cursed cup. I had to. I looked, Oh, really? I looked at it in person, and I was like, I hate it. But I, I love like it. I like it, I think. I think I hate it so much. I really love it. It's, like, so ugly. I had to have it in my collection, to be honest. Yeah, I like it. It's It's weird, but it's cool. The style is cool. I just hate that Albert is green. <laughs> on the cup he's like oh ag- he looks like he's gonna vomit that's my oh least. no and the storyteller looks like the chocolate lady from spongebob um oh god i think ashley like looked at me. she's like that's literally what the storyteller looks like in my head every time i think of her that's so funny yeah <laughs> she's like she's literally like shriveled up on the cup ew the design is great i'm not trying to shit on the artist it's the it's the choices on some of the icons. It's a style. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, so yeah, I was in the parks. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about there's there's something I saw on Twitter. I take it with you know a grain of sand. It I don't know how credible the source is, but it was uh from someone who I'm not gonna say is a scare actor, but um, and it's no one we've ever talked about on the show. I don't know this person personally. Um, so they said uh the scare actors apparently. They have been saying uh, maybe no masks on them, and right now there's no glass in the houses during rehearsals. So everyone can calm the fuck down. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if anything, we'll be having we'll have to wear masks, and the actors uh, 
maybe if they provide their status, we'll not have to. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's all speculation. Still got at some this time point. to change things too. So. Exactly, and I mean they got to look at the numbers and what's going on. Um, I will say I was there yesterday. I wore my mask inside just because. I don't know where these people are from and I don't know who's actually, you know, using the honor system correctly or not um, Mm -hmm. is my issue. Uh, So moving on from there, uh, there are a shit ton of food and drink booths popping up around Universal. There were like at least 10 or 15 of them yesterday in the parks and they're all themed. None of them are just tents. There's something in front of it. Um, There's like a I want to say it's like Tooth Fairy themed because it's like a sweet shop. Um, Out Mm. in front of Music Plaza. Yeah, uh, we have the barbecue joint for Texas Chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Um, And that the fucking registers are also themed at each of these booths. So the registers at the TCM booth is literally a gas pump. And the price is $19.74 or the amount, like the dollar amount. (laughs) Um, And then it's funny uh, because it's $6.65. They didn't do $6.66. I don't know why. (laughs) Oh, my God. They should have. And then um, there is a Haunting of Hill House one. It looks almost exactly like the front of the house. Uh, that's over um, literally so uh, by kids zone you have the hill house one across from there is a beetlejuice one uh, which we now know is twisted taters because it literally says twisted taters on the front um, i saw somebody called it a scooby-doo food tent i hate you um i just hope you know oh, yeah, that yeah 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 i saw that i was like what the hell <laughs> so the person who said that i hate you um <laughs> no oh that is my new house i live there now um oh <laughs> Aaron and I, that's our little, that's our she shed. Um, <laughs> so uh, some of them have menus up, actually, which I wanted to talk about. So we have a really cool one. Uh, I'm going to call it the Wicked Growth themed one. That is actually over on the bridge between Simpsons and Diagon Alley. Um, and it is, it's got all the carved pumpkins outside of it. And it's got these really, uh, there's two really cool like burnt pumpkins on top of it. Um mm. And the menu for it is uh, interesting. I'm going to read it. So it's Field of Screams Gyoza, uh, <laughs> Pumpkin Guts, which is actually, I believe it's vegetarian or vegan. It is a butternut squash and zucchini noodles sauteed with, with hazelnuts, pumpkin seeds, and brown butter. So that is vegan because it's in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks really good. Uh, there's a pumpkin uh, dulce de leche churro. There is, uh, we know we're getting Rogue Dead Guy Ale for canned beer right now. Uh, and we do have the price for a Blinky Cup, guys. Uh, one of the signature beverages this year is called Bog Slime. Uh, this is at the Field of Screams, uh, the pumpkin, uh, excuse me, the Wicked Growth Tent, I'm calling it. Uh, this is a murky green refresher with New Amsterdam gin, house-made matcha cardamom syrup, and lime juice. Uh, the souvenir glass is going to be $14.99, so Blinky Cups, it looks like, are going to be $14.99, and the refills are going to be $10.99. Hmm. So, okay. I'm excited about that. Wait, refills? Yeah, so uh, with a Blinky Cup, you can actually hand it to them and get a cheaper refill. I did not know that. Yeah, it's the you, it's the benefit of a Blinky Cup. You also don't have to buy the Blinky Cup. You can just buy the price of the refill, which is just the regular cup. Okay. Uh, and so if you don't want the Blinky Cup, that's like a – I don't think a lot of people know this. I think I found this out in 2019. You don't have to buy the Blinky Cup if you don't want it. I don't know why you wouldn't want it. They're amazing. Um, <laughs> and those batteries last forever. My Ghostbusters one still works <laughs> yeah. two years later. I still have a Killer Clowns one that works too. Yeah. So you can't kill them. And they're great. They're great dishes. Uh, they're great cups for when you have guests over. Uh <laughs> <laughs> show oh, your yeah. show your allegiance to uh, HHN, but you don't have to get them if you don't want them, or if you don't want to carry it around all night. Buy it at the end of the night, um, but you can just say, "I just want the regular drink. I don't want the cup," and it'll only be ten ninety nine. Um, 
And then if you have the cup, hand it back to them or tell them you have one and they'll just give you that cheaper price one anyway. Um, A couple more food booths. We have food trucks all around as well, not just these little booths. So there's going to be a million and one places to get alcohol, to get your food, which I'm glad they're adding more food. It's going to hopefully keep the drunk people a little more sober. Yeah. I think is that's great, also a smart yeah it's kind of a great thought process i'm not gonna lie um it really is i do love that drunk tank walk out at night though when you walk past them on the the moving sidewalks mm-hmm. um and they're all just hanging out there like miserable because they fucked up <laughs> um that's terrible but i'm sorry <laughs> uh we also so at one of the food trucks it looks like we have like chicken tender sandwiches so we have a buffalo chicken tender a banh mi and a barbecue mm. uh do i have any oh we have arepas um carnitas picadillo and queso blanco and i believe that is it that's all the menus we have for now but there are way more booths that are popping up and menus every day Hmm. um so definitely check that out i know a bunch of people have posted them online i believe orlando informer did and then our video is going to have the menus as well uh because i did take videos of those sweet Um, yeah i am i am so excited how many days are we at now it's like it's like 12 Something like that, right? Hold on. I think so. There's seven. <laughs> My brain eight, no nine, work no ten, more. <laughs> 11, 12. Yep. Oh, wow. I did that. I did that math without thinking. You are correct. Um, 12 days away. That's insane. I can't believe it. And I'm going to try to get back insane. to the park every couple days just to see kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Survivor Die is massive. I don't. I did not realize just how much of that area they're using uh, for oh. that zone. There's a lot of stuff up. A lot hmm. of it. Yeah, and there's a lot of bodies now being covered by tarps. Okay. <laughs> um, so there is a new uh, HHN preview merch shirt, part of the artist series again. Uh, this is for Bride of Frankenstein Lives again. Um, I will say I love the design. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. It's colorful. It's bold. It's bright. I'm not going to get on my soapbox. All I'm going to say is Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster is on the shirt four times. Yeah. And Bride of Frankenstein is on there once, and she is half of her body and very tiny. <laughs> Yep. Is, is it not her house? Did I miss the memo? Did we change it? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No. no, I understand. I'm, I'm not, not shitting a... on the design. It's gorgeous. No, no. I love yeah. the colors. It's bright. It's bold. I like. I just. I want more bride merch, and I feel like it's always Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's just not something I'd personally buy. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I get that. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. And it, I will say it has all the signatures for each artist. It looks like it was four different artists, so each like section of the shirt. Um, and all of their art is amazing. I, please don't take this as at a dig to any of the artists who are designing anything. It really is not. No. Um, again, just like merchandising, you really like the progression of these bride shirts has been probably the funniest thing to me because <laughs> I feel like they keep getting worse. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the last one you gave us, his and hers, and I'm like, I'm a woman and I don't wear women's cut. Right. Uh, all right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I will also say I don't know if he's trolling us or not, but uh, Jack the Clown himself sent out a tweet that said, "I know most of you do stay and scream, but you may want to see the open ceremony at least once this year." Mm-hmm. And they haven't done a proper opening ceremony in years. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if he's just um... fucking with us, but. I don't know. I don't know either. Just uh, I, I, I felt like I needed to talk about that on here just in case, you know. Yeah. Uh, and finally, more shirts. Um, the All Hallows Eve Boutique, two shirts were released yesterday. 
they both look like women's cuts to me. Uh, I I definitely think the Chucky one is. Uh, it's Chucky shirt and it says he wants you for a best friend. Batteries included and it says Chucky in like rainbow glitter letters. Uh, and it is a women's cut v-neck and then we have i'm assuming this is also a women's cut tank top because it says drop dead gorgeous and the gorgeous is in like blood mm-hmm. and it's blacklight reactive you know they could have capitalized on saying gore just they really could have like why did they not <laughs> that was my whole thought when i saw that no, like, like honestly yeah also like, it looks like a weird cut because like it looks like it's like scooped at the bottom like the yeah. bottom of it isn't like a straight. It. I'm gonna okay again. I'm not trying to get on a soapbox right now. I just like I ha- I've had this problem every year. I've gone to HHN. HHN always assumes that women or feminine, you know, uh, oh my God, what am I trying to say? Female presenting. Thank you, female presenting. I like could not think of a word. <laughs> Females presenting uh, people that they want like these tighter cuts, and that's not always the case. And that's my only issue. If it's a mm-hmm. men's design, it's always on a unisex shirt because we consider unisex men's. Right. I wish we just had like that unisex mindset. It's 2021. Mm-hmm. I like I would love to wear a shirt. This is drop dead gorgeous, but I'm not going to wear a women's cut tank top. I'm going to tell you that. Um, right. And I just hate that like we get these shirts like that and like Yas Queen and like stuff like that. Like we know we're the Scream Queens, but like you shouldn't assume <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bitch, but like <laughs> no, I just hate that all the women's shirts are like there's it's like it's like being a sports fan and it's all pink it's the same shit i was a hockey fan my whole life i've been a hockey fan my whole life it was all pink for a very long time and i never wore it pink and sparkly Mm -hmm. like i want a chucky shirt i'm not judging anyone who gets it i don't want a sparkly chucky shirt (laughs) that's just not my jam and that's it whatever i'm just i'm just saying my shit y'all know that i'm sorry cc how do you feel about the shirts Yeah, I don't like the gorgeous one that much. Again, I wish they would have put gore, G-O-R-E. Oh, my God. Because I, I think that would have been so much better. But uh, <laughs> The design is not feminine. That's the thing. The, like, yeah, graphic even, isn't. Just, yeah, it's, like, weird. I don't know. It could have been, like, on It's anything. just odd. <laughs> it's just random, too. Like, what's the point of it? I feel like, like... What does it have to do with anything? I feel like they're printing these on site. And they're just going, <laughs> oh, like, God. all right, guys, we got eight hours. We want... We found these women's cut shirts in the back. What do mm-hmm. women like? What do they like? Oh, they're gorgeous. Oh, drop dead gorgeous. Yes. And oh then here we God. go. And then they print it and it goes out at a boutique and, and like then Twitter goes like, yay, yay. And that here yeah. we are. <laughs> they also had the opportunity to make like a Scream Queens shirt. And I don't mean like us, but like no. they could have made one that said that. And then Universal I did shit. not make a Scream Queens podcast shirt. And I'm very fucking upset. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Because like. Every time I see anything with the word Scream Queens on it, like, I want to buy it for yeah. us. Like, like every time I'm like, I need to. But, uh, yeah, that would have been cool if they did something like that almost even. Like, with maybe with um, Bride on it or somebody, mm. you know. She's an original Scream Queen. Let's, let's, Literally. let's be real. Uh, <laughs> I just wish. But that- <sighs> I like the Chucky shirt. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I wish it was a t-shirt, though. Like, a t-shirt t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, not a V-cut or whatever it is. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. It's cute. I even just wish that the Drop Dead Gorgeous was on like a regular t-shirt and then I would probably bought it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. It's the cut now. If it's not the design, it's the cut of the shirt. Uh- right. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no pleasing me. It's okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I, I actually, now I have a question. I'm going to ask this on Twitter as well. Um. Mm. We're, we're kind of not confused, but um, 
what in in uh the in Eddie's zone in the Eddie zone in lights camera action right now there is that stage that is a cemetery <gasps> i have seen like five different people say five different things dakota aaron somebody can you tell me a hundred percent what it is so it's funny you say that <laughs> yes last night i had some friends over mm-hmm. we were watching scare zones and i don't remember the name of it now but i swear to god it was from 22 maybe there was a scare zone let me make sure i'm right here because in the video we saw like those tombstones or something and we were like what i thought i thought it was part of legions of horror or whatever oh i thought it was hawthorne cemetery the first time i saw it i'm not gonna lie but that i don't that was not a zone yeah, because that year was Legions of Horror, which I guess was park wide. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in the video we were like, wait, that's that thing. But I don't know for sure if it is. But that could be a possibility as well. So I that's, also, that's on the list of uh, possibilities. I also was thinking that it was the body collectors at first. Yeah. Um, Just because. Wasn't that, was that? No, Hawthorne Cemetery was completely different. No. Yeah. So Hawthorne Cemetery is a completely different house, but I was thinking it was body collectors, but they're going to most likely be in Gorewood because that's that's where they are, they're from mm-hmm. is in Gorewood. So I don't know. Help. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hawthorne was featured in 21. It was Winter's Night, the Haunting of Hawthorne Cemetery. I thought it was that just because the fence looked like the gate looked like it. Some of you then said graveyard games. And I was like, if it's graveyard games, I, I need to go take a timeout <laughs> because I'm a terrible graveyard games fan. No, it shouldn't be because that's it's not. None not of these zone. were zones. Exactly. So and neither was Hawthorne Cemetery. That was also a house. So I don't know. Mm. Hmm. hmm. Just let hmm. me know. Somebody, if you know, you can let me know. Um, yeah, that's all I have for news, though. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. it was it was it was light this week. I don't know. I was expecting a lot more for some reason. <laughs> I picked up my uh, frequent fear yesterday. That's news. Yay! Um, yeah, I need to do that. I guess I'll do that next week when we go. Yeah, it's easy. You just go up to the kiosk with. Can the I card. pick up both of ours? Yeah, I paid for. If it's on the same card, I was able to pick up mine and Wade's at the same time because it was on yeah, the same card. Because I think I pay. Yeah, I think I pay with my card for both of us. So. Yeah, you just cool. need your like QR code and your actual card that you paid with. Okay, then I should be good. Yeah, super easy. And then you can do it at the kiosk and it just prints them out for you. They're yes. thinner than they used to be. Ooh. But Ashley was saying that she thinks that they are that they might be more waterproof because they were like paper paper like last time. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not going to try to get mine wet and find out. Uh, I already put it in my plastic sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I have, I have obtained the baby, the precious bebe. The bebe. The bebe. Um, should we talk about... What we're going to do? Oh, my God. Should we do it? Are we doing this Oh, my thing? God. David is ready. David? <laughs> David. Oh, oh, my God. I thought we were still doing the Moira thing. It's no. okay. Oh, David it's is right. To- yes. It's fine. That was so like funny. A- I'm so- David. It's like a cross <laughs> <laughs> cross reference. What a good like segue into what we're Exactly. About. Right? Speaking of David. Speaking of David. Um... This episode is for David and David only, um, and yep. Duff. I would say Duff because Duff loves Duff him. likes him or likes her too. Likes some Tara Queen. Oh yes, 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 yes. Duh. Um. So I mean, yeah. So what we're doing this episode, we're continuing on with our icons history, uh, and next up is the Tara Queen and Miss Elsa Strict herself, um, the storyteller. Unfortunately, 
I'm excited to hear about this woman because I want to know why everyone hates her so much. She's just like this shoehorn. I mean, she's old and annoying, but that's all I know about her. <laughs> she is the chocolate lady from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen them both in the same room, so you can't tell me that she's not the chocolate lady. Uh, well, maybe she is. <laughs> all right, so let's continue on. We, obviously, we're not going to finish the icons before HHN starts. Mm-hmm. But we need the Terra Queen because she obviously has a whole fucking scare zone this year. So yes, uh, we're going to talk about her. We're going to talk a little bit about her backstory and what happened to her and why everyone hates the storyteller because of it. <laughs> um, I'm going to be really nice because okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't have like an emotional attachment to the Terra Queen either. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like this is just we're here. We're here for a good time. Um, <laughs> so and I'm if I get anything wrong, I am so sorry. I'm not going to lie. It is hard to find shit on both of these icons because really. Because they both were like things were changed for the other, like it's oh I gotcha yeah so there there's some backstory but a lot of it is similar because the really what's happening is the storyteller is telling the story of the Terra Queen is how they mm-hmm. made it work so Elsa t- a lot of her ties into the Terra Queen and vice versa so we're gonna go right. with the Terra Queen first and set that because she was she was created first. Uh, the whole story is, um, and you can hear way more about what I'm gonna tell you. Catacombs has amazing icon history episodes. Go check those out. I try to do kind of like here's what you need to know, and mm-hmm. here's what I found. Here's some other shit I found, and here we are. Um, but Catacombs did it first. Go check them out. They always are a little more detailed than we get. We also add in some headcanon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of headcanon, we got an email I kind of want to <gasps> read. Yes, um, I haven't read it yet, but I didn't know. Like, Oh, it's great. I I'm just going to read like little little blips from it. We got one from a listener. Uh, it's amazing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so starting with the Terra Queen. Uh, so what happened was Terra Queen was created by Creative. Uh, the entire event revolved around her. Every zone and every house, in a way, had to do with her and her story. And what happening what happened was marketing had a meeting, and they were like, we can't do shit with her to get people in the gates. So here's this old bitch, um, <laughs> and we're going to use her in all of the marketing and then once people get in, they'll be really confused because none of it has to do with the old lady anymore. Right. <laughs> that's the that's the Scream Queen's way of saying what happened. Uh, <laughs> but the Terror okay. Queen still existed. She was just inside the park and the storyteller was outside the park and in a house. Um, mm-hmm. So for the Terror Queen, uh, this was in 2005. Uh, so the Terror Queen, she rules all over. Terror Crentis is the name of the land. Terror Crentis. It's a very weird word to say. I'm not going to lie. Um, and Terra Corentis is made up of, uh, different areas, different legion. I don't know if they're called legions. What are they called? It's all realms. Yeah, I guess so. That's what we're going to, we're going to call it, but I'm going to list those like realms off for you. Um, it's all very like badass motorcycle gang bones, roots, Mm-hmm. stuff like that if that really makes sense it's more areas in terra Crentis. it's not really like legions or stuff like that because they all really are ruled by the terra queen um so it's not it's not like one area rules over the other if that makes sense okay uh so important areas inside of terra Crentis. so you have the terra gate so that's going to be the entrance that's the park gates um beyond the gates are many evil creatures and the most important servants of the terra queen um, then you have the Terra Mines. Uh, these are the mines of Terra Crentis, which 
was run by a cruel slave workers forcing miners to mine all day with no rest or food. However, everyone in the caves pays the price when the creatures in the caves attack the slaves and slave drivers. This is where the Terra Throne Blade is created. We're going to talk about that blade in a second. Um, That is important to kind of what happens later. Um, Then from there you have the school, and that is spelled S-K-O-O-L. Yes. Uh, And this is the school for the children of Terra Corentis. There they were taught how to serve the queen and what the festivities were. They also played the game Dead Man's Wishes, where they lure humans to play games with their minds and then kill them. Oh, I love a creepy kid story. Right. <laughs> uh, then we have Ironbone Gorge. This is a city overrun by bloodthirsty bikers carrying shotguns and machetes. This is where the the queen's motorcycle riding black guards party outside the demon cantina. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love this <laughs> shit. I'm not gonna lie, Terra Crenta seems like a fun ass place to party. Right. Um. It. It's. <laughs> I really kind of wish I could have seen it. Now, now, see, the more I talk about it, the more I love it. I don't love the Terra Queen, but Terra Corentis really uh, sounds like a place I want to party. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Demon Cantina, which is a bar in Blood Thunder Alley. uh, It's a bar for vampires serving up blood mixed with various cocktails and alcohol and succubi entice victims with exotic dances. The black, yeah, the black guards come to the cantina to party one last time until their duty comes and their season ends a sign of retirement. The goblets that are filled with bloodberry wine are made from recycled blades after the ritual is complete. Hmm. It's I just love that everything kind of plays together. I know I say that a lot. I love years where it's very complete uh, right. and the whole park kind of has to do with each other. I really hope to see one of those very soon. Uh, I mm-hmm. I don't know when, but I really would like to see something where it's like one big story. Um, yeah. So from there, we have the Blood Ruins, which is a village a few miles away from the Terra Mines. It was quarantined from all other cities. The ruins are ruled by zealous monks who worship the queen. The only escape was death, and anyone caught trying to escape or do something against the laws died a painful death or were sent to the Collectors. Ooh. Yep. And now the Collectors can only mean one thing. Uh, All right. <laughs> so uh, from here we go to the collector's facility which is also in Terracrantis this is the main factory of the body collectors in the Gorewood Forest oh wow now where did where have we heard that name before Cece the Gorewood Forest uh, the new um, scare zone yeah we talked about it in our uh, reaction episode last week this is the Central Park zone yep so this was a zone back in 2005 and this is the zone we're getting this year. So I was actually, we were talking about it before we started. No, we were talking about it just now, not before we started recording. With the, um, the with, with the gate the in Eddie's zone, the the one set we're not sure of. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it could have been body collectors, but no, I, we're going to get the body collectors in Central Park, it seems like. And I didn't realize oh. that this is where they kind of like originated from in the yeah. story. So I, I kind of love that and I kind of do hope we get them in there because I was there yesterday and those like set pieces in that zone, they are meant to be hidden inside of and they're mm-hmm. going to be popping out at you. A lot of, they kind of look like the Lair of the Banshee set pieces. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. Like redecorated and repurposed, um, mm-hmm. which were also used in 27 for Festival of the Deadliest. So, um, hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, body collectors. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the Gorewood Forest part of Terra Crentis, the lawbreakers throughout the kingdom, mostly from the blood ruins, were sent here to get dismembered and mutilated, then ultimately killed. Um, <laughs> some bones, like the skulls, can be profitable if they are unblemished and undamaged. The Gorewood skull is the most valuable out of all the bones. The body collectors are responsible for the creation of the haft of the Terra Throne blade, made from an unblemished human femur and wrapped and decorated with human hair and teeth. Ooh. So there's the description of that blade, and we are going to see that blade this year. This is the, the blade that is made for the ritual, and a new one mm-hmm. is made for every ritual in this story. It, it is a big part of, it, of what happens, and we're going to kind of spoil it in a second uh, when we get more into the Terra Queen. Um, but I'm trying to tell you guys, Terra Crentis is like, it is a vicious place. She is the most vicious of them all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just evil. She's just pure evil. She's after blood. She's after carnage. Okay. Um, so, and of course the body collectors would work for her cause they're just there to fuck shit up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, from there we have the cemetery mines. This is the mines where flesh and blood slowly transforms into stone and iron. These raw materials are taken to the fire pits for the creation of the terror throne blade. Unfortunately, the knuckle grunt guard beasts there have a habit of rebelling against their masters tearing them apart as they flee into the shafts. The only thing that Mm. keeps the beast from attacking is the light, which is why the workers always have a lamp at the ready. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you remember, uh, but there were houses back in the day where you would, I think it was through Poseidon, where you would wear the miner's hat. Yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing about it. Uh, So Terra Mines was a house this year, and I'm almost positive that was the house that utilized those. Uh, Yeah, that would make sense. And we do have the mining hats in the zone. At, we saw some yesterday Ooh. so that was like a fun little thing to see so i think i think there's props in the zone that represent each area of terra Crentis, just as a little mm-hmm. callback so it'll be really fun to go through there and kind of pick them all out mm-hmm. uh, once we have everything out um so from there uh gorewood forest is a forest where the bodies of the victims of the ritual de blood are buried their flesh slowly turns to iron and stone the dragon forge this is the forge where the terra throne blade is constructed uh, then we have the hollows. Uh, and this is before the realms were separated and the chime was one. There was one hollow full of hope and light. But when the realms broke apart, two hollows were created, both of them now full of darkness. The south hollow is home to the demented fools and jesters, while the north is home to primitive beasts. Ooh. I, I love this. There's just so much shit. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I Yeah. There, there's a lot for Terra Crentis, not a lot for the queen. So... Right. I feel like once the, the whole marketing thing kind of happened, they were like, well, we're going to put everything into the land. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the Muldokan Pass, an area of garbage that serves as a portal to two areas. Uh, and then we have the North Hollow household, which is the storyteller's home and setting for her house. Uh, it holds one of the two tests of fear used to determine who is worthy of sacrifice to the Terra Queen. Oh. So that's just setting that's setting the scene for that. Let's talk about the Terra Queen now. Uh, so she rules all uh, over all of Terra Crentis. She rides all over the land on what she calls her Terra Beast. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's definitely a word. Uh, <laughs> I'm really not a fan of that. I'm not going to lie that the Terra Beast. I understand everything has to be Terra, but. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's just, it's that. Mm, yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna describe it to you guys. It is it's it's a bone chopper. It's a motorcycle, and it's got um, is that I think it's a 
I think it's a cow, a bull. I think it's a bull. I don't a dog. I don't know what this is. I uh, no idea. <laughs> um, it is some kind of a beast on the front of a motorcycle, but half of its uh, skin is ripped off, so you see half bone, half like flesh and fur. It looks like a bear mixed with a dog mixed with a bull. And a cat, like, like, I don't even know, guys. Um, there's pictures of it online if you look on the wiki, but it's it's covered in, in like, skele- skeletal remains of this beast and, like, leather straps. Hmm. So, and it is massive. And that is what she rides around with. And it's got two big wings on the back. Like, That's big cool. skeletal wings. I fucking, I love that. I don't know what animal <laughs> it is, but I love that shit. Um, I hate that it's called a terror th- or a terror beast. <laughs> right. Um, so she rides all over. So you would see her um, riding throughout the park on that with her uh, black guards who also have their own bone choppers. Um, so I'm really hoping we're getting some motorcycles this year. I hope so, too. I've been waiting. Uh, even if it's just for like an entrance and then they park it up on like the hill in Central Park. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just like. Or even, like, out in the street and let me take a picture with it. Like, <laughs> Right. It would be cool to at least just have, you know, something. I bet you – I know what they're going to do. Uh, if they're going to do anything, they're going to come out by horror makeup between La Bamba <gasps> and horror makeup. Oh, my God. And then there is a stage right now right in front of uh, Cafe La Bamba and, like, the margarita bar stand that is mm-hmm. 100% for the sacrifice. The, if anything, they'll have her bone chopper out to there. So she still has Ooh. that whole area to turn back around and everything in. That's cool. So she won't have to go like into Central Park, but she'll be right at the front. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Like, <gasps> yes, they should all come out like on bikes and like start a whole deal. Like, a... they probably will. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> um, in Terracrantis, there was this ritual, and what they do is every night. They sacrifice uh, a clean human to the Terra Queen, a blood sacrifice with the uh, the blade, the Terra blade. Um, and every time they do the sacrifice, they have to make a new blade. So they need more human flesh and bone to make it from. Um, so they need more sacrifices. And it's just this unending circle. And then what uh, eventually happens is on Halloween night, they turn and they sacrifice the Terra Queen to the gods. Hmm. So it is this full cycle of her, you know, just vengeance and bloodshed and everything. And then to cleanse it all, they sacrifice her. So it's just, it's very interesting. And then uh, her, what she says is she will return 15 years later to uh, wreak havoc on those who turned on her. Mm. So, hmm. Obviously it's 16 years now. We know that on the website they changed it because of what happened last year. Uh, but they're mm-hmm. still kind of following that. We know that based off the blurb on the website. So um, the Terra Queen is always present when the ceremony of blood sacrifice was happening. Uh, and she concluded every ritual with a sacrifice of pure blood. So that it was her that would kill with the blade. Um, and that was the key ingredient for making the ceremonial dagger for the next ritual. So they needed to keep this, this cycle going because without that blood, they couldn't make the dagger for the next one. And okay. without that, um, you know, Terracrantis would would fail and die. <laughs> oh my God. All in Terracrantis were forced to worship her and follow her every word. Uh, she was a not forgiving queen. Um, she was known for being cruel and heartless. No one was safe from the rule of the Terra Queen, including her own guards. 
Um, she personally had lawbreakers sent directly to the body collectors in the Gorewood Forest to immediately dismember and kill. Oh, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scary. She oh, she is that bitch. I I kind of I don't have a personal attachment to her, but I love the whole like fuck everyone personality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you don't because she's very like. I don't know. Like, I, I could see you in her in some ways. Wow. Thank you so much. I don't mean that in like a... <laughs> no. no. You know what I mean. It's like, great. you don't give any fucks. You're a bad bitch kind of thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Of course. I'll take it. I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I do like her. It's just... I, I Maybe it's I'm bitter. Maybe it's a little bitterness. We'll That's see. Fair. We'll see by the end of this season. I might be a Terra Queen stan. You probably will be. Let's I be probably fair. will be. I'll probably be hanging out over there. She's chilling. a bad bitch. So probably... <laughs> <laughs> anyone who kills people every night i'm here for it you see me in the front row she's like yes <laughs> um so she doesn't speak uh she only makes animalistic hissing growling roaring and shrieking sounds mm-hmm. same uh <laughs> to be honest <laughs> oh my god I, am i the terror queen <laughs> maybe oh my god yeah th- this is my new twitter name um <laughs> but she does have an interpreter her, her right-hand man, if you will, Eelmouth. That's a word. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Eelmouth. And he, uh, he's around whenever the ceremony at the Terra Throne begins to interpret for the crowd. Um, thank God he's there, because how will we know what's going on? Uh, right. <laughs> uh, she was sacrificed on Halloween night, uh, and it was revealed that she, uh, for 2012, she is a member of the I can never say Macorian, Mascorian, yeah, the Legion that Eddie is in, and and the storyteller. Um, and oh, okay. Yeah, I can never say it. I'm sorry. I, I words are hard. I don't know it, so <laughs> can't tell you. I feel like I also might have written it down wrong. Now that I'm like looking at it. Hmm. Come on. Oh, here we go. I can do it. It is. It's Mascorian. Legion. I did I did do that wrong. I wrote it wrong. So yeah, that's the Legion of Horror that she is a part of, uh, along with Eddie and the storyteller. And we we know Eddie is also ruthless. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because both of their zones are next to each other. Oh, are the Legions gonna ca- have a little comeback <gasps> this year? Oh my god, that oh my could god. be the whole thing that we're just like getting set up for. I didn't even. We don't realize that. it. Oh my god, I forgot about the one bit of news. We had a new trailer. We did. We totally had a new trailer. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, my. How did we do this, Cece? (laughs) I don't even remember. I was so overwhelmed. What happened in the trailer? I know Jack was... Jack and the keys and the the screens and everything again. Yeah, so Jack with the screens, he's laughing. It moves to um, screams coming from uh, these cells. Mm. There is one woman. um, She has, like, blood on the walls. She's like, let me out of here. Then we move to a cell with a girl with tarantulas all over her and one that comes out of her mouth very billy reminiscent don't you that one is specifically for aaron that that specific part was for aaron (laughs) they're like aaron we get chucky we got beetlejuice here's spider i know we're only missing a shark yeah literally and i'm i'm pretty sure that was like a billy nod oh yeah yeah yeah. that makes sense i can't wait to see where he is uh in puppet theater hmm I think that's gonna be great. I'm so excited for yes. puppet theater. Sorry, I just me like, too. <laughs> I can't stop talking about puppet theater. To be honest. <laughs> and then they moved to uh, 
a man who had his eyes like open it's almost like clockwork orange like he had to stare at a tv mm-hmm. and it says like never go alone and like in static and he's screaming and there's rats down by his feet um, rat lady confirmed 2021 right um, <laughs> i'm gonna be so pissed if there's a fucking rat lady at this goddamn event and i never saw the job posting <gasps> Oh my I'm god, sorry. Right? I just thought about that. <laughs> oh my god. That. <laughs> so true. Okay, I'm sorry. As you were saying, no, 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 you're right. And then it goes to it cuts to um another gentleman hanging from a hook. So supposed to be like um Texas, and he's screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a lady laying in bed, gripping the bed with a floating woman above her. I guess supposed to be like the bent neck lady, almost mm. kind of like reminiscent of Hill House. And then it's Jack walking through the cells, laughing at everyone because they're tor- being tortured or and they're screaming. And he just looks up and there's popcorn falling on his head and he's just continuously laughing. And then it goes from underneath where they are because they're underneath uh, Universal, essentially. It mm. kind of zooms up into the grate and on top of the grate you have guests in the park with their popcorn and their scare actor comes out scares them the popcorn falls down into the grate and jack's just living it up so <laughs> so the captured house is jack has captured the icons mm, yeah, i feel like this is the, this is the confirmation we're getting like Ooh. we're going underground under universal into this like this prison that jack has created mm. to just house everybody so I feel like captured is a very specific word to use if this is the marketing we're using. Right. And I think this 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 commercial or this trailer was supposed to be very um, big on representing the tagline for this year. So never mm-hmm. go alone because it says it a few times in there. Right. Um, as well. Yeah. So. I will say that the graphic with never go alone is everywhere throughout the parks on those food trucks and the menus. Okay. Um, they're specifically specifically using that like Halloween Horror Nights 30 years never go alone graphic on everything. Oh, okay. So they're not just using that like that very rectangular ho- Universal Orlando Halloween Horror Nights graphic this year. They're using that specific specific never go alone 30. Hmm. So but the commercial's fantastic. Like it is it's, I just love it. I, I love everything this year. The com- yeah, the trailer was fantastic. It's, it's it was so, so good. fun. And then we have a Snapchat commercial as well, or a Snapchat ad that people have seen, which is kind of a condensed version of that, where it's Jack in front of the screens with the keys laughing. Uh, we see the bent neck lady scene, and we see Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a Beetlejuice specific one I've also seen on t- on I'm sorry on Snapchat now. So it's just okay. Jack, and then you see the Beetlejuice trailer we got of him kind of in the doorway. Because you mm-hmm. know Jack ain't capturing Beetlejuice. He's a bioexorcist demon. He would not want to deal with him. They're too much right. alike. They are way too much alike. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I need this uh, marathon of mayhem for it to be Jack versus Beetlejuice. I don't know why they didn't just have James Keaton oh yell God. at himself right? for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. So back to uh, Terror Queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, <laughs> the land was ruled over by the evil Terror Queen. Uh, the victims would refill her blood vats. Um, hmm. And then from there, it would create the Terra Throne Blade. Uh, and then on the last night, the queen herself was sacrificed. So Terra Corentis was uh, actually a book by Elsa Strict, is what we find out, who is the storyteller. Okay. Um, and I'm going to do a reading from her book. So. Ooh. Yeah. So this is, this is, excuse me, our Alexa is, is telling us something. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know why. Um. 
So, <laughs> I, sorry, I one second. All right, so a reading from a the book. book. Yeah, the book of Terracrantus by Elsa Strict. So in this world of Terracrantus, separate realms share a common devotion and fear of the Terra Queen and the thunderous black guards of Iron Bone Gorge. These realms exist in an uneasy balance of need and want, where a limited supply is always short of an, of an insatiable demand of fresh human blood, which nurtures the root system of the towering gorewood tree, a hybrid of unnatural growth that is the result of a black oak sapling taking root in the blood-soaked soil of an ancient battlefield, where enzymes and human remains dissolved rare metal in the earth that were absorbed into the roots, veins, and brass-colored bark of a tree that grew very slowly and very strong. Mm. <laughs> I just, I love how this is written. I will say that. Yeah. Miss um, Elsa, you are, you're a good author, Elsa. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> With thick iron-like vines that every season produce clusters of plump purple bloodberries. With a grotesque altar carved from this deformed growth, a nightly ritual is performed with a fresh sacrifice, virgin blade, and a renewed devotion to the Terra Queen. Uh, so I think that uh, that set piece we're seeing with that stage is that throne and the tr kind of part of the tree. Um, mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. I will say that. Uh, very, It's very big. Everything is very large in this zone, even though it's very, it's a very tight zone. It's not one of the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. um, sustained by an addiction through the intoxicating wine extracted from the forbidden bloodberry fruit, the bone chopper riders of Iron Bone Gorge celebrate their devotion to the blood shrined worship and maintain an iron fisted order in lawless lands as they travel to the other realms, to the fog enshrouded graves of South Hollow, where the pure hearts are cleansed of blood before departure to the burial in the macabre cemetery mines of Gorewood Forest, a dark and foreboding realm of internment, patience, and metamorphosis where bone slowly turns to iron and flesh turns slowly to stone, and the body collectors wait to ply their gruesome trade. Then the bone choppers descend on the blistering tangle root, tangle root fire pits of Dragon Forge, where processed remains are shaped from bone to molten iron and from smelting ore to creation of the blade itself, tempered in vats of fresh human blood. Wow. As her power has grown, so has the Terracarentus' need of fresh blood for the harvest, fresh blood for the making of the blade, and as always, fresh blood for the Gorewood throne. The blood circle of death is incomplete, never seen in the world of mankind, never ending, never satisfied. Oof. So, okay, so what I'm hearing is this year's going to be a lot of blood and a lot of chainsaws. Yeah, you know that, uh, that MCR song, Blood? Yes. <laughs> It's just going to be that. <laughs> exactly. Like, what the heck? Okay. Yeah, this is going to be, this is our, our blood zone. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the blood. Well, this and Seek and Destroy, oh, right? Because, there's, so yeah. there's so many vats of blood. I don't, they're going to run out of fucking corn syrup and red food dye. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, that's, I love, I do love that, that little story. I think yeah, it's great. Cool. I think it really sets up. And I mean. I think we had that without the story storyteller. I think that that's the issue is that I don't think the storyteller ever added anything to the Terra Queen. <laughs> right. I think that's maybe my issue with the storyteller, but which is unfair because, you know, she has had more opportunities to shine than the Terra Queen. I will say that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I love that. I had to include that little that excerpt from the storyteller's book. It was just like, oh, 
I love it. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Uh, and very then, like well written. Yeah, it's it's really well written. I will give I will give them that. I will give also that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is also a pledge of obedience that you would take during the blood sacrifice to the terror queen, uh, and that sacrifice or that pledge is pledge obedience to the queen and earth from which she's born, from deep within the Gorwood roots to from blood to stone, from iron torn. In this world of many around there is but one blood crown to crown be worn. Swear obedience to our queen from blood to earth to iron torn. Ooh. We love we love a rhyme. I know. <laughs> it uh, is cool because, you know, it is, it goes really well with her her theming. Like, it's very, like, you know, sit down and listen to these types of stories. It really reminds me of, like, being a kid and just, like, listening you know, mm-hmm. so I like how they have the rhyme in there. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I love that. I, it it makes it feel like it could almost even be in like scary tales. I'm not gonna right, lie. exactly. Yeah, I I really do like it. Um, I will say uh, we're gonna talk about her appearance. I feel like she's gone through some changes because I see there's an image where she's like actually fully covered from like neck to hands. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, but the one that I am most, uh, I'm, I see the most from her. So she has this appliance on her forehead uh, going up and it's, it's roots. It's very root, like uh, into like bones, mm-hmm. like bloody pointed, like teeth almost. Um, and she's got very dark eyes and a very like pronounced brow. And then the vines kind of go down, but I see her costume. She has two different costumes. I see she has one literally with sleeves. Uh, that have vines wrapped all the way around her and she is fully covered. That looks like a promo shot. Uh, but it looks like for the actual event, uh, it was changed. She has like a halter top on with vines on it mm-hmm. uh, and then vines drawn on her arms and her shoulders and stuff like that. Uh, her face makeup is very pretty. She has like blood red lips with like really big winged liner and very, very big drawn on eyelashes almost. Um, yeah. But it's really about the appliance on her head. Uh, and any any image you see of her, you kind of see the shape of it. It it's very similar to fear. Fear and uh, Terra Queen have the same kind of head shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but she they do kind of focus on the beauty of like the actress playing her, which I do love. Right, because it makes her mysterious. It makes you kind of interested in what she's got to say, even though she mm-hmm. doesn't talk. Um, and then she sits on top of her her Terra Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid name. I'm sorry. Um, so, <laughs> um, as we all probably know, marketing didn't see much in the Terra Queen and created the Storyteller Icon as the main marketing campaign for 2005. Uh, so, we have pictures of the Terra Queen throughout the park, but we don't have much for marketing with her. The rest of that's going to be this, uh, the Storyteller. Uh, but for the Terra Queen at HHN, she was featured all over the park, but you could mainly find her in uh, the Terra Guard Run Scare Zone. Uh, the Terra Throne show, which was the sacrificial show, and then the Gorewood Forest Scare Zone. She wasn't really in any houses from what I see, um, which kind of makes sense because they were all kind of around her minions. She was kind of right. everywhere else. Um, and then also 2005, this was like right in the era of when interactive websites were massive for HHN. Uh, so the website featured an entire map of Terra Crentis, so you could kind of look at the land and see where it was. Um, and there was a lot of a lot of different interactive elements on the website for that. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're still archived. I know Dakota was looking for them the other day. I don't know if anyone actually found them. Um, I don't know. But they were really well preserved, like even up to a couple years ago, where you could still play around on the sites. Wow. Um, which hopefully we can find that, or maybe someone can, I don't know, figure it out. 
but it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. Uh, so that's all I have for the Terror Queen. Okay. I mean, all I have. I had it's a whole still, fucking story. Yeah, it's still a bit. Yeah, I know it's not like it's not like Jack or Eddie or the caretaker where I'm like, here's an eight hour long story that I had to cut <laughs> shit out of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we still have to talk about Elsa. Anything you want to say about the Terror Queen before we? Um, so my head canon is that she's the leader of a lesbian biker gang. Absolutely, that's all, that's all I have to say about her. She, I love it. She would be like the opposite to the leather daddy chainsaw gang. Yes. Not opposite. She would be like, <coughs> excuse me. She would be like the um, the sister. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. For sure. be like the leather mommy. Mm-hmm. Chainsaw gang. Wow. Do we need an? Oh no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Angie. <laughs> She's she's like I just I just see her as this like this she's she's this butch lesbian and she has this biker gang and I just I love it. Oh absolutely. I yes. and I feel like she's also on the Lady Brooke roller derby team on her off days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she totally fucks with that shit. She's like, let's go. I, the storyteller's honestly probably there too, I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god. She can't play. She'll break a hip. She's but like the mascot or something. I don't know. She like knits the costumes or something. Like she, <gasps> there you she go. knits little like skate covers for all of us. Um, <laughs> there's the headcanon. Uh, Love it. <laughs> all right, let's talk about Elsa. Come on, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, can you believe this is the seventh icon we're covering on That's this amazing. show? I know, sixth and seventh. Um, so, Elsa is was actually born Elizabeth Strict. I saw that when I was looking at her thing briefly. Yeah. So I want to know what that's about. I There's not, there's nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know. I just know that <laughs> Elizabeth got changed <laughs> to Elsa or that's her nickname. Maybe. I don't know how we even know it's Elizabeth, to be honest. Hmm. Um, so as a little girl, Elsa was actually visited by a winged creature. Uh, he was there to skin her alive uh, and, and take her skin. Oh my um, God. She said, no, no. Not today, Mr. Mr. Beast Man. Um, <laughs> she ate the monster. What? <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? I like imagine, um, oh my god, what was that movie? P- Miss Pentagreen, Pe- whatever, the home. For- oh, the the girl with the teeth yes. on the back of her head. I imagine like the storyteller just kind of like unhinges the back of her head and just like <gasps> swallows a winged creature. Oh my god. That's what I, I thought of. That. I don't know why. That was just like my first thought. <laughs> I love that though. I Thank, you. Thank you. Uh, that's my headcanon. The storyteller is actually that little girl. <laughs> or or the storyteller is actually like the orphan and she just like is actually an old lady, but she just takes different forms. That I'm convinced of that. Okay, point. that works. Um, so <laughs> she ate the monster, and when she did, she inherited his darkness. Obviously, she already had its darkness inside of her. I don't think she needed to eat it for that. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, eating a eating a winged creature is already pretty pretty dark and whatever Um, yeah (laughs) so now that she had inherited its darkness on top of her own darkness um i'm assuming she already had she then proceeded to rip all of the stuffing out of one of her dolls uh and then she murdered her mom with a hammer oh my god yeah (laughs) that's a natural progression you eat a winged demon uh you rip the stuffing out of your dolls and then you kill your mom with a hammer i mean it's not too far-fetched, to be honest. Can I tell you what I just <laughs> thought of? What? 
I just thought of, hey, I'm going to take that box and I'm going to put it in another box and I'm going to take that box and put that in and I'll mail it to myself and then I'll smash it with a hammer. Oh, what is that from? Uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Isma. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just imagine the storyteller. I've seen that movie like a couple times. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I can think of is little Miss Elsa Strict just uh, doing that whole little monologue to herself. <laughs> I can see that. Absolutely. And then I smash it with a hammer. (laughs) I hope you know when we see her at HHN, I'm literally just going to be like, did you smash it with a hammer? She's going to be like, what? (laughs) Honestly, same. All the icons are just going to go, what? (laughs) To me the entire time. Anyway, Is she okay? Yeah. (laughs) She she brought a chair in here. She's sitting down. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just like sitting in the caretaker's area. Just like, hello. How are Hi, you? I'm here. I missed you. <laughs> I've never met you, but I missed you. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, after she killed her mom. Um, that's all I have. Uh, so <laughs> oh, my her, gosh. Her story with the Terror Queen is that she transports the guests into the landscape of her newest story, Terror Crentis. So she's telling the story, and it takes us into that story mm-hmm. is really what marketing did. Uh, she has a poem. Hmm. She has her own poem. Elsa has secrets she keeps to herself. Others she shares and keeps on a shelf. The strangest of all is that of a queen. In a land of blood, a world rarely seen. Where the brew of favor is bloodberry wine, a hideous liquid that seeps from the vine. She reads her stories to unwitting guests. Her methods of torture are often just tests. This you will learn as part of your screams. Elsa's a demon... And not what she seems. Hmm. I like that. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I kind of really like that poem. David, I get it. I think I get it. I like that poem. I, she, She's pure evil. Like, obviously. She's a, a demon. She is a demon. Right. That poem just told us she is. She also swallowed a demon. So, like, eh. that's. Yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah. Big, big same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, oh <laughs> I just, there. I just these icons that don't have a lot of backstory like Jack and Eddie and the caretaker and Pablo Rigatoni and all of them. It's like, it's a lot of speculation. It's a lot of headcanon. And that's, I I think I'm starting to love them more because of that. Mm -hmm. Like we can kind of make up our own shit. And then down the line, they'll appear again and Universal will change all of it and tell us we're wrong. But for now we (laughs) have our ideas. (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, uh, she has uh, some notable quotes Uh, Because she's the storyteller, of course she does. Uh, So for her TV commercial for Tales of Terror, uh, she has, Remember the moral of the story, dear. One man's treasure is another man's pain. That was her Mm. little iconic quote. Uh, (laughs) This is the one she uses the most now. Uh, Once upon a time I told a story, and the tales I tell are rather gory. Some stories are spoken. Some stories are sung. For my next story, I require a tongue. Mm-hmm. And that is like her her kill. She cuts out the person's tongue. Uh, she did it in 20 to- 25. She did it in 20. Uh, she did it a couple times, apparently. It's just like the caretaker with his uh, his sheer kill and then yes. the director with his bathtub kill. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone kind of – and Jack with his blender even. Everyone has their iconic kill. Yeah. Um, and then there is an HHN icon video. She has, oh, my, my, oh, child – you seem so afraid. You know what I find, Sue's a, a scared soul, a good story, and I have the perfect one. Once upon a time, it was a dark, rainy night. 
Young Tom was afraid of storms. His favorite ring fell into the drain right into the garbage disposal. He would have to put his hand down into the dark drain and his fingers would have to touch those steel sharp blades. It's always darkest right before the storm. And he lived happily ever after. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? What does that even mean? Who fuck? This, this is my issue. Sometimes I like listen to her and I'm like, wow, she makes a lot of sense. And then sometimes I'm like, huh? Like that one. I'm like, what? Where's the where's the story? Where's the end of the story? Come on, Elsa. You're being lazy. Uh, (laughs) Just let it go. Oh god. I there was at least gonna be one Elsa joke in this. Why did you do that? I had to. There had to at least be a frozen joke. Okay, I guess. (laughs) I'll let it slide. (laughs) Oh you'll let it go? Yeah. No. (laughs) Damn it. Uh for the first time in forever. (laughs) Oh my god, stop. Uh, let's go into the unknown. Um, oh my god, I can keep going. It is summer. I can't. I'm over it. <laughs> is this why reindeers are better than people, Cece? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, and on that one, we're done. Storytelling. <laughs> Her appearances at HHN starting in 2005. <laughs> uh, she was seen walking around outside Islands of Adventure, apparently. She was not inside the gates in any scare zone or show, um, but she huh. was walking around telling her story. Uh, she did appear in a house, though, inside where in the house where evil hides in the North Hollow area of the park, which was in Seuss Landing. Uh, so she was in that house, um, but okay. she did not appear in the park besides that. She was outside the gates. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what creative said. They went, yeah, you can be here. <laughs> wow. But you can't. We we don't really want you to be seen. <laughs> Damn. Uh, in 2006, literally the next year, um, she was featured alongside Jack, the caretaker, and the director in the Sweet 16 festivities. She's in all of the marketing material, um, even though she wasn't the main icon in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also took part in the arrival show, How to Kill. Um, and she reopened the infamous Dungeon of Terror. This is the story for why that house came back in 2006. Uh, she reopened it as a tourist attraction and invited guests into the depths of her newest story. Uh, and this house was completely unrelated to the house in 2005. Had nothing to do with that story at all. Hmm. So they were already like kind of changing everything that they had made about her besides the fact that she tells stories, which I guess is a good thing because... It makes her very vague where she can really do whatever she wants. Yeah. But it's just like, I lo- we know I love an icon where it kind of keeps going, mm-hmm. which is why I really hope Chance doesn't forget. I'm going to keep oh, saying that. But if, if they're all captured, I have a feeling she won't. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, for 2010, uh, she came back as well. She was revealed as one of Fear's minions, uh, the minion representing legend. Uh, she also made a, an appearance in the house Legendary Truth Wyandotte Estate, and she had a double Pepper's ghost effect, uh, which showed her walking by reading one of her stories uh, on the left of the two levels, and then noticing the guests walking through the house. Upon noticing the effect, shifted to the screen layer closest to the guest and displayed her face. Uh, so it would jump from her being on one side to the other, scare you, scream and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um which I love Pepper's ghost effect. I love them in a house. They're very effective. Um, a lot of the Slimers were that. In yeah. Or at least one or two of them were in 2019. Uh, in 2015, she appeared alongside the other icons as Jack Minions. Uh, she had a mini show in the icon zone. Uh, and I believe she was featured in 25 years. 
I believe. She might not have been. Don't quote me. Uh, but she definitely was out in the, in the street. Um, and then in 2016, there was a portrait of her in Ghost Town, The Curse of Lightning Gulch. Oh. Yeah, just kind cool. of chilling there. I mean, it makes sense. She's old. She fits in. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 2010, it was revealed that she and the other icons were a servant to a dark god, fear. Uh, her true name was that of Legend. Uh, the storyteller icons and features of Halloween Horror Nights were eventually returned to the Lantern and locked with fear. Jack released them in 25, and then we'll find out how they're here in 30. Um, mm-hmm. that is it. Maybe? Question mark? No, wait. <laughs> Okay, fun facts, actually. I lied. I don't have any fun facts for the Terra Queen, which sucks. But uh, her original name was, uh, original minion name was supposed to be Mythos, not Legend. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was changed as guests would get confused with the Islands of Adventure restaurant of the same name. <laughs> oh, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, and then ironically, they actually had a picture of her outside Mythos to advertise HHM20. <laughs> Oh my god. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> um, literally listed on the wiki, this this one was kind of funny, so I wanted to include it. Of all the icons, the storyteller has the least developed backstory. Yeah, um, it seems so. Yeah, it's it's just the two sentences about her she ate a demon and killed her mom. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So <laughs> I mean, that's still pretty interesting. It is. It, it like but I want more. I think that's what it is. I don't hate her, I want more. Yeah. That's probably what we should say. That's the name of the episode. We don't hate Elsa. (laughs) We just want more. Right. We need to know. (laughs) Um, The storyteller would threaten guests with a gruesome death when questioned about her backstory during HHN 20 in the streets because you could talk to them. Yeah. Uh, So that's what they told her to do. Don't if they ask, just get mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, yep, she was revealed that she's a member of the Mascorian Legion, which is uh, because of her relation to the Terror Queen. Uh, mm-hmm. The storyteller had her own icon video segment called A Good Story along the other icons in the video on the website for 16. Uh, and the storyteller was portrayed by the late actress Lois Hall in the print media for the original uh, 2005 and in Sweet 16. And then after that was portrayed by somebody else because she had passed away. So, yeah, that that is the storyteller and the Terra Queen. Wow. Yeah. You know, you guys need to stop hating on her so much, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I'm trying not to. <laughs> and I know the reason why. I said we just wanted Terra Queen. And yeah. I felt like she was just shoved in, like you said, shoehorn in there. But I kind of like little, like, stories and rhymes or whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. But it's just... just- we need yeah you're right we need we need to know more about her to determine if we like her or not yeah i mean she ate it she swallowed a demon that's pretty cool though (laughs) yeah it's also my issue is the fact that once we added the storyteller the terror queen i know we it it said 15 years in her story but she was kind of forgotten about as an icon Mm -hmm. because of the storyteller because universal did everything they could to literally be like nah the terror queen didn't exist who Right. No, it was only the storyteller. God, you no, you guys don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but I'm glad that it's like coming back. I'm glad they brought her back for this year and stuff. Oh my god, me too. I'm so excited that Terra Queen's gonna have her moment. I'm excited to see what they do with that zone and then 
I'm also excited to see kind of what the storyteller has going on as well this year or what all the icons have going on, Mm -hmm. to be honest. I think we're still going to get the Terra Queen sacrificed at the end of the run um, Mm. unless they rewrite that story a little bit. I think it would be interesting if it ends the same way. (laughs) We just keep getting her every 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) That would be fun, though. Yeah. I mean, either way, I think this year is going to be fantastic. Oh, for sure. I feel like, and I've said this somewhere, I think I think it was on the with theme park duo. It's like, I feel like they truly took feedback and from like all of us fans, like I truly feel like they've been watching us and what we've been posting and what we've been yearning for. And, mm. and I feel like they just know that this year being that it's 30 is special, not just because it's 30, but also because, you know, last year and everything. So I feel like they're really trying to, to, um, I don't want to say cater to us, but like, I think they're really trying to make this special for everyone. So yeah, for sure. Oh my God. History. Let me, can I read that headcanon email before we say goodbye and do all Yeah. Did did she say it was okay to do on the air? I believe so. I'm going to check really fast. You are more than welcome to mention or talk about these on your podcast. Okay. (laughs) There we go. So uh, this came from Tofu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to pull up their handle. Just, I just like to give people credit, and people can go follow them if they'd like. Yeah. Oh my goodness, what's their handle, CC? Do you know? I can look real quick. Is it? It's is it the Eddie Schmidt stand? Yeah, Cryptofu. Yeah. At that other fangirl. Um, yes. So she sent us a, a very long email, and I I so appreciate it. I think I read it like four times. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to hear it because I didn't really read it. Read it. So I'm excited. Okay. So this is uh, AJ Jen Headcanons that she's come up with. Eddie was definitely the kind of guy that made mixtapes when those were super popular. So he also made mix CDs and now playlists on Spotify. Oh uh, <laughs> he also totally had a MySpace page to advertise his home haunt. It was how you did that before Facebook became the norm. So he knows the basics of coding. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I love that. He's totally like a silent. He just like silently codes shit. And like his you could tell Eddie's mood back in the day because his profile would change. And the songs would change and everything. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) Um, Jack learned the internet on his own after he basically became immortal. When you're trapped in Universal's art and design building, you get super bored and learn the tech they're using. That's why he sometimes types on the HHN Orlando Twitter and Instagram. It's how they're teaching him to be relatable and it's working shockingly well. So the Asian like Twitter team is uh, keeping Jack woke. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's <laughs> can, so good. Can you just imagine Jack with like an iPhone, just like what? What the fuck yes. am I supposed to do? Like and exactly. And he's yes. like, "What's that? Is that a GIF?" And they're like, "No, it's a GIF." And he's like, "It's it's a G." And they're like, "I know, but like, there was a whole oh thing god. three years ago." Jack, just, can you just fucking trust us for five minutes? Like, oh my god. And uh, I just I can't. It's so it's so good. Uh, okay, I'm considering Orlando's version of Paolo Cannon since Orlando has the more lore-heavy event, so he's always looking for excuses to go down to the Everglades. What's better than a nature documentary? <laughs> a nature documentary with a side of human suffering. Oh that my is- god! No, do you know how many people go out and die in the Everglades every year? Really? I yeah, where I'm from down south, the Everglades like literally ten minutes away from us. There are so many things out there that just like shouldn't be. Oh. <laughs> my god and we also have like a massive uh boa population down there like 
that are not mm. native. So people buy them as pets and then when they get too big, they dump them in the Everglades and then they keep breeding and they overbreed and then they kill everything else. And then oh, what God. happens is they can swallow gators. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Um, Insane. You are 100% correct about that. Paolo definitely goes out on a fucking airboat with like a bucket hat. Mm. And like I can like I can totally imagine him with just like a beverage. He's got an umbrella because it's fucking hot outside. Or he's doing this at night, probably at night. Come on, we're all vampires oh here. And he on an airboat. I it's gonna be kind of like hatchet. Mm-hmm. And he's just going out there and he he's throwing the people in the water and waiting for the gators. I love that. <laughs> I really love this. <laughs> uh, I also feel like Albert and Elsa are good friends, but they won't mention it to anyone. They just meet up every Wednesday at Village Inn for free pie and the senior citizens discount <gasps> and just talk all the hot Cary, Ohio gossip. Yes. I said yes. Perkins, but it, yes, it's it, yes, it's the Village yep. Inn. It's, ap- it's absolutely what it is. Yes. I love that because our canons are now one in the same. <laughs> <laughs> they are best friends. Go listen to our caretaker mm-hmm. episode if you haven't. They are best friends. <laughs> yep. Cindy is the youngest and littlest chainsaw drill team member, and no, I will not elaborate. <laughs> this is correct. I actually was rewatching the yep. zone the other night. I was like, Cindy with her chainsaw. They gave her a chainsaw in 25. They yep. gave her and Lady Luck chainsaws. <laughs> Why? Why would you know. do that? <laughs> um, Julian is a hopeless romantic and will fall for anyone that shows him a singular act of kindness. He considers himself the Phantom of the Theater, so why wouldn't he be on the lookout for his very own Christine? That is 100%. Oh, my God. It. Yes, he is a romantic at heart. I know he loves the monster movies, but you know he also loves a rom-com. For sure. Julian loves a rom-com. I, his favorite has got to be The Notebook. I'm not even going to say it. Like, Oh, no. <laughs> he loves The Notebook. He is a soft boy. He he really is. I feel like he also likes Love Actually. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, there's uh, two more. Uh, and this one uh yeah okay uh th- yes <laughs> chance is totally bi and isn't afraid to kill a bitch for or for spouting any bi or pan erasure absolutely. yes absolutely i'm here for this absolutely uh lady luck is very similar to lady dimitrisk the hot bitch i don't know how to say big titty she literally said big titty vamp from resident evil 8 if you're unfamiliar <laughs> I'm familiar. I just can't say her name, unfortunately. Um, where she absolutely despises men, but will hold women in high regard. If you use anything but he/him pronouns, your chances of escaping don't increase, but she'll at least let you live a little longer. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. And they say that's all they've got so far, and that they'll send more. Uh, so thank you so much, Tofu. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you so much. I really do love all of these, and they all kind of fit in with everything we talk about on this show so fun we need to do a full like headcanon episode where we like actually like do the whole story it's happening i have an idea actually i'll talk about this later with you um but yeah oh my god okay housekeeping oh uh, yeah that was a lot (laughs) oh before housekeeping yes i want to announce our winner for trivia oh yes 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 so uh, our trivia question on our American Horror Story episode was, and Jess brought this up, it was name the first and last time the HHN took place at Islands of Adventure. Um, so the answers should be 2002 and 2005. Yep. Um, and when uh, our first person who got it is actually Ryan Mulligan. Uh, so shouts out to you, Ryan. Thank you so much for answering. Yeah. Um, and being an awesome wrestling fan as well. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so you are our listener of the week. Do we have something else for trivia? Uh, we will in about five seconds. 
Okay. Um, no worries. Okay. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Where was the Rat Lady the first year at Fright Nights? Oh Jesus. Where was the Rat Lady? Tell me. Oh fucking no. <laughs> That's our question. Where was the Rat Lady in 1991 for Fright Nights? Okay. Perfect. If it. I feel like this might be really easy for some people and some people are going to be like well, that that's pretty obvious and you might not get that right. So yeah, where was the mm-hmm. rat lady? All right. That's your question. There's your question. Okay. <laughs> um, so outside of that, we will just jump into our normal housekeeping. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at Scream Queen. God, I almost said Scream Queens. I say that so- all the time. <laughs> Everybody does. Scream Queens 85. Uh, on Instagram, we are the Scream Queens podcast. We have an email address, thescreamqueens85 at gmail.com. If you need to send us more head cannons, if you'd like, or yes. uh, want to collaborate or send us anything or whatever you want to do, we are uh, able to be reached there as well. Um, we're on Facebook too, um, barely, but we are um, the Scream Queens like page. And we do have, of course, our T Public, our big cartel stores. Uh, we even have our, um, and every time I do this, I never have the number up. Oh, I have it. Our, our um, yeah. 407-801-2962. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail. Anything you want to talk about, you want to tell us something, ask a question, leave us a voicemail. Yep. I think that's it uh, for where to find us. Uh, I'm at CC Tron and she's at Beetle Jess as well. Yep. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. I have one thing. Oh my God, I forgot to tell you. I was going to tell you on air. Uh, one last thing before we go. I met one of uh, the listeners in the park yesterday. They uh, they recognized me. I believe her name was Nikki. I don't have her at. Uh, I believe she said she was private. Uh, but okay. she does follow us. And I believe I followed her. I made sure. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she found uh, Ashley and I over in Sting Alley. And she was like, oh my God, are you screaming? I was like, oh my God, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so nice to meet her. She said she was listening to our AHS episode on the way to Universal. So that was really I cool. love that. Thank you. Yeah. And I didn't have any stickers. I was really sad I didn't bring any. But next time, I will always bring stickers to the park. So if you find me, I owe you a sticker, Nikki. Uh, but it was so nice. I was totally not expecting to see anybody yesterday. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that, but yeah, that is all I have now. (laughs) All right. Uh, I have one other thing real quick. Yeah. Um, I did a impromptu, I did an impromptu contest on our Twitter the other night and I am telling you right now, David, you are a freak, man, because you (laughs) were like on it. Like I posted it and like five seconds later you DM'd me with the correct answers and I was just like, okay, okay. he, He knew that shit. Yeah, he did. And I was like, okay, so so David won a free shirt, so that should be coming to you soon. I will yes. uh, let you know whenever I get the uh, shipping information. Yes. But yeah. Other than that, um, you know, it's getting closer and closer, guys. And uh, less than two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. 12 days. Yep. 12 days. And we'll see you guys in the fog. Uh, stay spooky. And don't forget to scream, queens. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello.